Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation audio podcast. We go live every Monday night, talk all things kayak bass fishing across multiple platforms. But we don't get to talk directly to you folks, the audio podcast listeners. Uh, wherever you're listening to us from, whatever platform you use, we want to say we appreciate you guys downloading the show, listening to it while you're driving, working out, or whatever the case may be. If you have the time, take a second and leave us a review. Give us a follow, a subscribe, whatever your platform allows. And once again, thank you for spending a little time with us on the KBN Live replay. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Welcome to KBN Live. How you doing tonight, Ryan? We have survived. We've survived another adventure. I know it. We've been hanging out, it feels like, a lot. Like two weeks in a row. I know. It's been twice in a year. It's crazy. Yep. And you know what? Everybody, we did a little podcast team building. Ryan and I shared a bedroom this week. We we did. We did. Um, Similar to this podcast, Jeff sleeps with a laptop open. That's right. (laughs) So that was an adjustment. (laughs) Sorry, man. Hey, Uh, it's all right. It's all right. We're getting close. Too close. Real close. yeah, we got separate stuff. beds, uh, separate, separate beds. beds. Sure. Yeah. yeah, separate beds. Please be clear on that with a nightstand <laughs> in between them. Uh, Finch tried to get, I think, in bed with both of us. I'm not sure. Finch, but... Finch is uh, Finch is Shane's dog. He is a uh, a special young man. <laughs> Old Finch is. He has no no bathroom boundaries anywhere. He don't care, boy. You know he don't care. When the uh, mood he... hits him, it's on. So if you guys. I didn't make an announcement before, before the show, but we are doing a Revo giveaway tonight. So, as always with the Revo giveaway, if you're Facebook, like and share it. If you're on YouTube, make sure you like the live stream and comment where you're watching from. That'll get you eligible, and then we'll choose a word later in the show to. Uh, and we're gonna check winner. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna check. check. We've got we have somebody on payroll. I'm not gonna tell you who it is that is gonna check sometime. So that's right. Sometimes be aware of that spot please. check like a like a. A uh, polygraph, spot checking. If you win, you have to send us screenshots of, of your like and share. Yeah, so I'm kidding. There it is. All this, all this is a joke. We, we're not really. No, we trust you. Please help us out. Thank you. Digs Outdoors asks if Revo makes clip-ons. You can probably cut the arms off and just somehow yeah, clip them on. I don't for know. For sure. I like think so. Are you talking ask. about a hairpiece or like just the lenses? <laughs> I asked that because we had a situation. <laughs> <laughs> that occurred this weekend with a uh, a fake hairpiece, it seemed. Jason Cassidy, he already threw the hashtag in, Revo eligible. Hey, boy. Okay. Jason. Jason had a nice event back at Gunnersville last week. He did. He did. He did very well. Well done over there. Well, Caddo Lake was this week. Caddo and Bistano, we suspected it would be a fish beat down, and it turned out to be, even though the weather was wild throughout the week, it, people still got on them over the weekend, man. What'd you think? I... For me, the the area that I fished, the last time I fished it, which was around this time of year, it was just big females. It felt like on every cypress tree. When we got down there Thursday, I went back to the same spot and ran it, and most of the fish that I caught were spawned out. I mean, they were long, like they were they were great kayak fish, but they were they were spawned out. And it was funny hearing people kind of recounting their days. A lot of fish pushed up like midday. Oh, and Jeff, you had this happen to you. A lot of fish just moved in like like midway through the day on day one. Tell us kind of how your day went there. Yeah, man. Uh, 
Friday, I, I got the pre-fish Friday and I went back to the house telling you how I shook off, you know, six or seven, what felt like good fish on trees, caught one of them just to check it, went to another area, lost a freaking giant, uh, just messing around and thought, man, I got something figured out. Well, tournament day, I went back to the trees where those fish were just sitting there supposed to be waiting on me. Right. No, it's nobody around me. Everybody took off and left. From, it was a busy ramp, but everybody left me, left my stuff alone. Uh, and I fished four or five hours and caught one fish. Didn't get any bites for a while, for a while uh, at that area. So I loaded up, went and got some chicken tenders at the gas station, drove to the next ramp. Uh, <laughs> Just a mental that reset. Yeah, mental right. reset. <laughs> I pulled into that ramp and looked around, and there were, I'm not exaggerating, at least 50 vehicles between bass boat trailers and kayak trailers, and they were doing some kind of shrimp boil there. And I thought, what? Mm. I, I'm driving back to Arkansas. Forget this. And then I did a, a mental check and said, no, don't be a blank blank baby put your oh, boat goodness. in put your boat in go fish what you checked the other day over there and i did in the next uh what hour and a half or so proceeded to land 88 and a quarter inches had myself in contention man it was it's crazy wild. yeah the, the wildest part of that is people were saying that their bite died in the afternoon some of the people were especially at that ramp but mine yeah. did not so got on in there i went back to that area day two still busted 80 inches but if anybody saw the leaderboard that wasn't good enough. No. Back to back 80 inch days put you in 75th place. You saw a lot of of position changing though at the top. Like it you know, very few of the top ten. Obviously, we're gonna have one of them on tonight that was very um, you know, <clears throat> consistent through that. But a lot of the guys either I don't know if they fished out their spots or the fish moved or whatever, but you you saw some big swings in the downward direction uh from day one, some guys that just smoked them. Yeah, John Hudson, who was in first, ended up winning big bass because he had a giant bass on day one, had a big drop after day one. And I actually met John at the captain's meeting, Ryan. He That's came up saying. and said he was a fan of our show, likes watching the podcast. I don't know if he's watching tonight, but well done on that day one and that big bass. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you had to just keep up the pace or that field was going to just blow by you. I mean, it was insane. Yeah, I, I, and, I, you know, we talked about it going into it that I felt I felt like it was going to take probably 180 or so to cash a check. I mean, that 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 fishery's so healthy. There's so many big fish. The tournament pressure in in some of the areas, especially where myself and some of the Carson Newman guys were fishing, we probably had 75 bass boats just right there on us and when that happened at like I don't know 7:30ish on Saturday, <laughs> those fish, I mean, they just quit. They just they tapped out. They didn't want any more to do with it. So there were a lot of a lot of factors in this tournament, but a great fishery and it showed out. And obviously, uh, the guy that put it together for two days that's about to join us here um, did did a fantastic job. And I feel like anytime you get anywhere near Texas, you know, Rolando's probably <laughs> one yeah. of the one of the top three picks to win that one. You're talking early season, BOS event, somewhere near Texas. Better watch out. Rolando's coming for your yeah. money. He's coming for your money. So we're going to talk to him in a minute. He's a what? He's getting it, too. Oh, he's getting yeah. It. That, that wasn't a derogatory it. name. It was just getting it, you know? He's getting it. He's, he's getting, getting it for it. sure. We had several of the guys in our house there on the swamp. We're, we're in the running. RJ Hoover made a run at it. Uh, Dylan had a, a good day one and made a run at it in day one. Uh, Dave Cottrell, who we hung out with, had a Dave was pseudo in there. the house. He was pseudo yeah. in the house. Almost. I thought he was on. Remember on Friday, I followed him halfway to Shreveport. Yeah, I thought he was in our house. Yeah, we we shot a little shot a little pool, had a little socializing, and and it stormed real bad. And 
we all got home and I was like, where's my boy Jeff? At? <laughs> he, uh, he thought Dave was driving to our house. Dave was driving back to Shreveport and Jeff, <laughs> Jeff was just trailing him, making sure he got home. Okay. I guess. I guess I was heading to the casino with him. I didn't know what I was doing. Just responsible young man. That's it. Uh, look at your, your caption under your name there, breaker of things. You want to go into any of what happened to you down there? Boy, stuff. Um, it's not it's not a, a public secret. I have been on a hell of a run of bad luck and I feel like it's been for I feel like it's been two years. It probably hadn't been two years. It's probably been <laughs> a year and a month or two, but it's been a it's been a hot little minute here that I feel like everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Had a great prefish, got up early, got to the ramp early, I was ready to rock. It's blast off. Everybody's pedaling. Got to get there fast, you know. As soon as I start pedaling, my kayak just it just turns a hard ninety, and I about hit this bass boat unloading on the ramp. And I'm like, whoa! I throw it in reverse real quick and start flying backwards. I uh, about hit this lady on her kayak. She got nervous. She was on a lynx or something. Probably would have just knocked her straight off in the water. Um, I waited. I, I knew obviously I couldn't steer, so I used my net and I was messing around, you know. Like I'd hang it off one side, then hang it off the other to turn the boat back and forth, which was fine where, where the wind wasn't blowing. When I got out trying to fish my, my open water stuff, it was, uh, not, it was not happening, but I called AJ at like eight o'clock thinking, you know, I'll let, let the guy sleep in. I tell him what's happening. He's like, yeah. He's like, if I had to guess, I'd say your rudder's hanging on by a string, like literally like not attached to the boat anymore. So sure enough, I get it back on the trailer and it was hanging on by a string, uh, how long did I mess with that in the driveway, Jeff? An hour or so? I was impressed with your patience. I didn't have any. You that did, wasn't patience. You, you, you that was stubbornness. Some, you said some choice words, but you never lost your complete oh, cool. So I threw the rudder across the kitchen. Yeah, but you did it <laughs> softly. <laughs> Gracefully. <laughs> you did it gently. <laughs> anyway, that happened. I finally, two hours later, got the freaking rudder put back on. I get out there halfway through day two. <laughs> I go to turn left and my freaking, my, my steering handle just spins all the way around and I'm like, all right, okay. You got me. You got me. I'm heading home. It's Enjoy. A it's a sign. Uh, who did you end up fixing that ready yourself or did our housemate Abby Ebenanza help you? I ended up fixing it myself. Abby, Abby was going to, Abby had a lot of knowledge cause he had replaced one before, but apparently like the tolerances for the equipment that they give you are in negative millimeters. So you got to really hammer that sucker in there to get it to work. Well, you still push through. If anybody needs catch- help, I can put a rudder on for you. I can't help you catch fish, but put your <laughs> rudder back on. <laughs> Uh, overall, man, I had a blast. I had a blast down there, uh, with, with the crew at the house, even though I can't keep up with the young boys, um, uh, with a lot of the stuff that goes on after hours, I still had a blast hanging out, hanging out the best I could in the, in the evenings and throughout the day. And then seeing everybody at the captain's meetings, I just want to thank everybody that came up to me and asked how Rowan was doing. I had so many people ask about Roro. How's Roro doing? I see Roro's daddy in the comments. He's watching the live stream tonight. <laughs> Talking that trash boy. I'm telling you, that boy's. <laughs> <laughs> he's ready he's he's talking about once they get her healed up he's gonna come out here with us and have a little fun. i can't so wait i be, can't wait we're gonna yeah, have a good time it, it was awesome getting to see everybody they had cornhole boards set up at the board check which i really liked um jeff and i threw a game or two uh undefeated by the way and uh having rj in the house is a lot of fun he's kind of new to the to the traveling circus there and I, th- I think he hung in there pretty well he <laughs> he was able to participate and then perform the next day at the same time. I think that messed him up on Sunday, getting actual rest Saturday I, night. I do. I, I was thinking that. I was like, boys were kind of in a 
kind of in a streak here. Don't don't break it, but <laughs> what do I know? Yeah, good stuff. It was cool seeing seeing a lot of friends of mine make it up to at the top of the board. I had a couple guys from or one guy from Arkansas from our local club, Justin Brewer, who we've had on the show before, made a push to to the top five, and I thought he was going to take the deal for a minute there. And then Brandon Prince, who's a, a buddy of mine from around here, uh, actually throws some cornhole with us on, on Wednesday nights. He finished in second. So a couple of local guys I got to see rise up on the leaderboard. That was funny. Jason Isaacs, my boy Jason Isaacs. He yeah. did he did really well. That was that was great seeing Good him there too. And Dusty Yacker back on yeah. the scene with a top ten man. Oh yeah, yeah. But sliding in, all of that does not compare to my man Rolando making the big day two move. Taking the win from six to first, winning the winning the tournament. Uh, he's waiting in the wings. You want to go ahead and get him in here after we talk about our sponsors? I think we should. Of course. I think we should. Um, shout out to sponsors real quick, and we'll get Rolando in here. Of course, Dugout Bane Tackle. I saw plenty of dugout stickers on some of those Carson Newman boats down there over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's going on at dugout here recently? They got some new Dude, stuff in there? everybody's getting their stuff rigged up for the spring. If you need to get a kayak rigged, get in touch with Jamie now and get it scheduled. Uh, I think he's got three boats that he's trying to get done before the Classic, which pre-fishing starts later this week. So if you're trying to get get stuff done, we've got through kind of the, the entry, you know, entry into the season with these first couple early spring tournaments, but – if you're trying to get your stuff rigged up, get in touch with Jamie right now. Yes, sir. And if you need some batteries, of course, Pro Guide Lithium is the bat- official battery of KBN. Use There's KBN. truckload heading to the dugout as we speak, boys. We're going to get you powered up down there. I wonder if they'd honor the KBN code at the dugout if you told them. Uh, yeah, just tell just tell Jamie, and maybe he won't even think about it. <laughs> just punch it in. Use, the, use code KBN, then uh, they'll hook you out on Pro Guide, or if you're just walking in. To Doug it, I bet Jamie will honor that. And then we did the Z-Man giveaway last week. Tonight we're doing the Revo giveaway. Yeah, buddy. Uh, so Revo, Revo.com, best lenses on earth. Everybody that's won them loves them. I use mine this week. Uh, whenever the sun did peek its head out from behind those clouds. But yeah, Revo, you won't be disappointed when you get your hands on them. Everybody but Johnny Maddox can win tonight. So make sure you <laughs> participate in the contest uh, by liking and sharing on Facebook, commenting, and liking on YouTube. It's going to be a good one. So there we go. Uh, all right, let's get the big winner in here. Let's do it. Rolando, what's up, my man? Oh, you muted. I like it. I like it. I like it. It's like I'm on a work team. There we go. Hey. What's going on, guys? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> There's the winner, man. How you feeling? You wore out? Uh, a little bit just because I, you know, I have to drive back seven hours and uh, get to work the next morning, but... uh. Bro, it's not too bad. <laughs> Don't hit us with that. I just I drove back freaking ten hours last night. I went three a.m. and I had to work because I'm too yeah. stupid to stop. Yeah, that's bad. I know. I know a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get too far into this, I just want to know on a one to ten scale, how crazy was what you were doing to catch <laughs> these fish this time? Like, are you gonna hurt my feelings, or are you just gonna nah, tell me it, you were doing something normal like a regular fisherman? <laughs> no, on day on day two, I actually used my live scope, but day one I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So day one was pretty much traditional, uh, you know, your cattle report type of style, right? Hit as many trees as you can. Yeah, I got you. <clears throat> yep. So how far? So you said seven hours. How much experience do you have on cattle? That you fish a lot of uh, tournaments there, or is this, you know? Nope. Caddo, um, I have been on it once for the KBF event. Uh, well, twice, right? I showed up with no practice, and I did two, I fished two days there. And then um, and then I went there for the TOC, so that's my third time on it. Uh, and I only had two days of practice for the TOC. 
and then this time around. So four different or three different occasions that I've been to it. And uh, but, you know, this time around, I had what, two and a half days of practice. I got to practice Wednesday, Thursday and half day Friday. Okay. That's a pretty good amount of practice. I feel like, you know, yeah. going into any of these tournaments, I, I think two days is probably average across the field. If you look at it. Yeah. That you, you really need, I feel like you need that two and a half days. Cause it really helps that first day. You're still kind of like, I don't know if I'm dialed in, you know, or like mm -hmm. you may, you might find something, but it might not hold up. And, uh, so I, I mean, my practices never go where I'm, where I feel like I'm like, oh man, I'm super dialed in. I'm always just testing a lot of different things mm -hmm. just so that I have a, you know, something in the back pocket in case things fall apart, you know, and I, I can go check on those different things and, and just kind of adapt, you know, tell, tell us what you found in practice. Cause I know the weather did change over several days there. Uh, tell us what you found in practice and what you thought about <clears throat> that going into the tournament. Yeah. So I, you know, a lot of research, right? bunch of uh reading reports online uh you know having the the uh the hot spots uh map you know and reading whatever's on there and then uh and then i look at my uh my weather and i was trying to figure out what what the conditions were going to be for the uh for the tournament so i was kind of like didn't seem like it was going to be anything too crazy i didn't really think those fish were going to be a you know uh impacted a lot by that weather it was just the rain was the only thing, well, my only concern with the fishing shallow, you know, how dirty it was going to get. But, man, I, you know, I, I like fishing main lake stuff, um, you know, because, you know, when you go into these kayak tournaments, a lot of people try to find the little niche spots, you know. And honestly, in Caddo, man, people, you know, get on these spots with their aluminum boats. I mean, there's nothing you can't touch these days, you know. So, uh, you know, main thing is just finding a bait and finding something that, I can get these fish to react to and bite it. And, uh, in practice, I went to, of course, to check what I did use, what I did well on a TLC. I'm pretty sure there was going to be a handful of other guys that were going to go check that out and see what, see what that was like. Grass was gone. There was really nothing there. And, uh, didn't, you know, there was a bunch of gar and uh, drum, I guess. And, uh, and I kind of explored the area around there and I, and I found some good trees not far from there that were producing on, on my day one practice. And it was pretty good, you know, just doing the traditional stuff, flipping and, and things like that. And I was kind of just marking things where I was getting bites, trying to create a milk run for myself, basically, you know, in case mm -hmm. I, you know, uh, was having a little trouble. So I, I, I kind of dialed that spot in a little bit. And I noticed on day one that most of my bigger bites were coming off the trees close to the boat lanes. So I'm, I kind of just kind of jotted that down. I was like, not sure this is a thing, but I'm kind of noticing this. So I did that. And then, um, of course the way you can't go there and fish, you have to fish a, a freaking wacky, man. That thing is just deadly at that <laughs> damn lake and I hate fishing it, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I had it tied on, you know, and, uh, I, I did try, you know, live scoping a little bit, but, um, it was slowing me down too much on practice. And I noticed I was like, you know, this is a, it's a numbers game here, man. You got to hit a lot of trees. So I kind of took that into account in my day one and I was getting good bites shallow. So I was like, okay, you know, obviously people are going to be looking for spawning fish. And I had a hard time understanding what stage that lake was in. You'd hear people that it's in it pre -spawn, all over the place. Yeah. It's on post spawn. And I was like, man, I don't know. And really, I don't like chasing bedding fish. 
So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I, I usually like to chase pre-spawn or uh, mostly pre-spawn. And if I catch them post-spawn, you know, they'll be munching, you know. So uh, did that on day one and uh, dialed in a, an area down the south end of the lake. Um, and then day two, I was like, well, I'm going to go a different side of the lake. And historically, it's a it's a known area that, 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 that does pretty good. That's, you know, pot, you know, potters always is a hot ramp. And uh, so I, I decided to kind of explore some stuff on there and went off to a bunch of spots, you know, just with the trolling motor, you can cover a lot of water. And I was marking a lot of trees where I was getting bites. And that's when I said, you know what, let me look at a little bit dip, deeper stuff just to make sure in case things fall apart on the shallow area. And of course, I carry a lot of rods, man. So I tie I tie up all kinds of options. And sometimes it's bad because you're thinking about trying to test out all these freaking 13 rods I'm carrying with me, you know, <laughs> and trying to figure out if there's a different bite. And I was trying to find a different bite, you know. But honestly, day one uh, in practice, the flipping was on, man. I, I flipped trees with just, you know, a little creature bait and you were getting bites or if you skip the uh, Senko up there. And I'm like, man, it's anybody's game, really, because, I mean, everybody does that when they go to freaking cattle, you know, it's a Senko or a flipping something up to the tree. And uh, found on day two, I still had a deep bite in that five, six foot range next to the boat lane. So I figured it. You know, maybe that'll that'll be my fallback deal. And uh, so that was my game plan. I, I picked up, you know, I had some good fish shallow. And I was getting good bites, but my bigger bites are coming closer to the boat lane. You know, Which is kind of counterintuitive. Like when you think about all the boat traffic that was out there, like in my head, I'm like, why would a fish want to sit here on these freaking boat lanes with, I mean, how many boats yeah. were, would you say were on that lake? saturday it, i mean it felt i don't know well I, like I heard a couple hundred like oh yeah i heard that there was three tournaments uh, aside from ours mm-hmm. and uh there were college right and one of the guys commented saying that there was about just from the other tournaments not including our 200 man field kayaks there was at least another close to 200 boats yeah that's what the I other mean, tournaments that, and, and the lake it and like caddo isn't huge it's not a massive no. lake and especially the areas where the trees, you know, the trees are grouped up nicely and stuff. Oh like, yeah. It Day really kind of narrows it down there. No, absolutely. Day one, man, was, a. Uh, I mean, there was people flying down those boat lanes at 70 miles an hour, dude. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Like you needed to be away from that because those guys were coming around the corner pretty fast. Um, and yeah, every, everywhere, every corner I turned on day one, there was, there was freaking boats everywhere. But. I'm seeing a lot of uh, chatter here um, and almost surprised that you didn't have a feather in your Cinco. Did you have a feather in your Cinco? <laughs> no feathers. <laughs> All right. All right. There you no. have it, folks. No feathers. No feathers. This ain't the res. We're in Texas. No, I, right? <laughs> I did. A, I found a good little bite on a Cinco that had like a chartreuse tail on it. You know, uh, the black and blue obviously was, was, is a thing always there, you know? And, uh, but in practice, I was, it's Yamamoto, just a little chartreuse tail that I had, and it was good. But, I, you know, th- there's no, there. I mean, I've gone to other lakes, and you're you're trying different baits. I mean, there's, that thing did not work on day two for me. Really? But, yeah, that Senko, that's, that's, that Senko that I was working was not working as good as it was in practice and day one. Um and then on day on day one, I really had a good success with my flipping deal. 
which was just a little creature bait with a three. Actually, it was a quarter ounce. I said three sixteenths because that's what I was using in practice. But I went up in weight because I knew it was going to pick up a little bit of wind. And uh, also, um, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. I wanted to hit more trees. Mm-hmm. Is really what I wanted to do. So I wanted a little bit heavier weight. I didn't want to sit there, wait for that thing to hit. And uh, and that was the deal for me is covering, hitting as many trees as I could before everybody else did, you know? Yeah. With Let me ask you this, because I talked to a lot of other folks doing a similar thing. Obviously, probably 90% of the field was shooting stuff at trees, maybe 100% of the field. I don't know. Yep. Uh, did you find that they were eating it on the fall and then that was it? You had to reel it in and throw again? Or were you working it? Not for me. I actually, um, in in practice, I noticed that there was, I was getting better bites if I let it just kind of dead stick at the bottom and I, and I just drag it very slow, no popping, no working it fast. I would throw it, let it hit the bottom. I'd wait a couple seconds and then I just pull it, you know, cause I was trying other things. And then I started noticing that I would get the bites when I was kind of just, when I would let go of my rod and I go to adjust myself, you know, move the 360 or something. And then I'd feel the, the thump and I was like, okay, I was like, maybe that's not a thing, but I, it, it kept happening more often where I would get, I was waiting and I wasn't doing anything and I was getting a thump on, you know, I was feeling them pick it up. So I, I took note of that and I just started flipping instead of trying to like flip really quick and reel in. Cause I was doing that a couple of times and I was, you know, going through some, you know, a good amount of trees and I was like, man, you know what, maybe I should just wait a few seconds before I do anything to the bait. And I think and, that's something RJ mentioned to, in the house too like he had to slow way down to to get those bigger bites like once he slowed down then it, it became a much more consistent deal yeah and and right if we get to day two when i get to talking about it i i realized what these fish were doing on day two because i used my live scope on day two because uh on day one the bite was there like i didn't really have to do anything and i was just just flipping trees and uh and if i have my live scope down it freaking slows you down dude like it's it's such a drag you know what i mean so and and the bites were there so i was like there's no need to be looking at them i just got to pitch the left side pitch the right side of it you know and we're good (laughs) when we were down there like four years ago i think we were like in government ditch or somewhere we passed this old man in a in a you know little john boat and he's like you boys doing any good and i was like ah man we're trying you know we're trying to figure it out and he's like i'll tell you the secret you got to throw it all three sides of that tree. <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> and I was like, what's, what's he talking about? And then and I was like, he just means go all the way around the tree. I get it now. Yeah. And that's the best yeah. advice for that lake. I feel like, because there didn't really seem to be too much sense to where they would be sitting. Yeah, no, man, you know, fishing it in November and then fishing it in the spring. God is such a different, uh, in November, it's not one on trees. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you would, you know, you would think that at some point, you know, they're going to play a big point, you know, in the end of that. And I tried fishing in November, a bunch of trees. And then I went to my, and then I found this spot that was uh, offshore because I saw, I, I was actually making my way to another spot and I saw grass and I was like, well, shoot, let me check that out. It's right next to a boat lane. And I figured that out, but uh, there was nothing out there this time around. So I just kind of stuck to the, the whole tree deal. And, and, and that makes sense, right? In the spring, they're, they're trying to spawn, yeah. you know. It's the only hard bottom bottom in that place, right? The yeah. Of those trees, the roots of those yep. trees. It's interesting, Ryan. That, you know, we had uh, Ewing on for the the first BOS event, 
and he found a retrieve deal that was the deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on day one, here we are, you know, Rolando's talking about he noticed, picked up on a subtle difference in the retrieve. So for the folks at home taking notes, pay attention to that stuff. Don't just get pissed off and go get chicken tenders like some of us do. But, <laughs> but it still worked for you, Jeff. Like That's maybe, true. maybe that can be your own thing. Like you don't always have to pay attention. You can just get chicken. Yeah. Chicken, chicken midday. That's the key. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, that that's the deal. I mean, had you not figured that out, maybe you don't get those better bites, right? Rolando, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I think, uh, I think I, you know, noticing that I was letting it soak. Because, you know, I, I believe that big fish, it's like it's like when we're young, right? When we're young and we got all these hormones and we're like, oh, I, knew, I, I knew where this you know was saying? going. Yeah. I knew where this oh, was going. Oh, as soon as you started this story, story Rolando. You're, you're just, you're just, you're, you're, you're just like, Trying to go for everything, right? So to speak. That's what I feel like. <laughs> that's what I feel like the young bucks do, right? Oh, you know, boy. them them little fish, man. You throw it out there, they're all excited, trying to go for everything, and uh, you you get. Bites we had a couple the little fish in the house this week. <laughs> Damn, Dylan. Uh, but yeah, it that's that's true. You know, those, the, maybe there's you know, those little well, rats that are just picking off all the easy well, easy pickings. You know, yeah, that's you know that's how Mother Nature works, man. It, you get caught a few times, right? You learn a couple lessons, and and uh, these fish that are get they don't get big because they're they're dumb. You know, they they've been caught a few times and they start observing and they take a little bit longer to 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 make that commitment. And you know, live scope teaches you that because over the years I've been able to watch fish look at my bait where other little fish almost every time it's a little fish they come and pick it up instantly and if it's a big fish and i can spot it and i can tell oh man that's like a seven eight pounder on my screen mm-hmm. every time it's hard it, it, rarely do they just commit to it instantly i have to like you know move it or do, even with the jerk bait right you you see them come after the jerk bait and they'll look like they're all over it and and, and then eventually they'll commit to it but it takes a couple of you know, movements, twitches, to, to, twitches, twitches to make it, yeah. yeah, make, make them commit where when you see the little fish, man, I mean, they freaking rail it, you know? And, uh, that's one thing I've learned over time that I feel like bigger fish just tend to observe their food a little bit more or they've wait for a right. I mean, unless it's like, you know, I'm sure there's one off scenarios, but watching live scope over the years, I, I've taught me a lot about these fish. So you had a good, a, a really good day one, to be honest. I mean, you know, I, I feel like when you're in first place on day one, there's a ton of pressure on you <laughs> for day two. Like, yeah, like it I, puts a lot of pressure on your back. I feel like when you're a few spots back or hell, even 10 spots back, you're hungry. You wake up and you're like, I'm going to go get that one spot instead of, you know, fishing with fear. Like, oh God, like <laughs> somebody's going to pass me. So what was your mindset after your day one limit again, which was great, but going into day two, you know, how did you feel like I'm going to have to adjust? Were you shooting for that 98, 99, hundred inch mark? Like, you know, what were you thinking when you, when you set out there on day two? Well, when I actually woke up that more the night before, right. I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, you know, this feels pretty tough and it's cattle. It can go, it, it, it's, it can go anyway, right. To anybody. So my goal was just to be on is I know what's working. So I knew that I'm going to go in with what's working on day one and day two. I said, you know what, if, if things aren't working, I got to have backup baits in my mind to be able to adjust just in case this weather actually made some, 
some, you know, uh, put some obstacles there for us to get bites in the morning. Right. And, uh, and, and that was the case for me, but I knew that I at least wanted to hit 90 inches just so that I can stay in the money. I wasn't really thinking too much winning, but I do come in with the mentality every time into every tournament that I want to win because I feel like if you don't think like that, you settle for a mediocre day. Mm -hmm. And so like, I did think that if depending on how my day one went, I was thinking, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to win the tournament and I, and I'll swing for the fences if I have to, if I had such a strong day, because I don't think you can win often if you don't think that way, at least for me, if I go in and I'm like, ah, I'm just going to try to do my best. It, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough for me in my, in my mind to like, if you were to have a camera on me that day, man, you should, I was pedaling like crazy to each tree. Like it wasn't like I'd pitch and oh, I didn't get a bite here. I didn't get a bite here. There's a tree, like, I don't know, maybe 25, 30 feet. I was hauling butt to it. Cause yeah, I was wow. just every time, every little tree, I was making sure that I spent most of my time with a bait in the water. And, uh, day two was even worse in that factor because I couldn't get the bites that I was like, I did day one. So on day one, I was like, man, I'm getting good amount of bites. I think I had my, you know, I've had my, my limit close to like two hours into the day or something like that, mm-hmm. where on day two, Man, I was struggling. I, I I felt it right away where I was like, man, I'm not getting the bites that I felt like I was getting on day one. So I was moving, man. I was pedaling to each tree, flipping, 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 flipping. And I was like, dude, it's not happening. I was like, and then I paid it. I looked, I actually looked up and I said, okay, it's cloudy. It's windy. I was like, this should be a reaction bite. What the hell am I doing flipping? You know what I'm saying? And I was mm-hmm. like, um, and I, I've done in the past, I think about a year ago, I'd done well with the jerk bait. And it's not an, it's not a secret that there's people that have talked about the jerk bait around the, the root systems, um, around those trees. And I think if you read far into cattle, you'll find some people saying to throw a rogue, um, with us, uh, I think it's like a, like an orange belly and stuff like that. And so, and I'm good with the jerk bait. So I was like, man, you know what? The jerk bait hasn't been working all week. Let me just freaking give it one more shot. Let me try. And I actually put my live scope down. <laughs> just to just to check to see if i could see the fish reacting to it and man i actually i think i caught one like 10 or 15 minutes into doing that and i was like okay that's at least you know a good sign of fish you know reacting to to the bait and man after i think steve showed up and i lost the fish and he's like hey i I showed up and it's usually you know you're gonna have good luck and i caught one in front of him and i was like you want this thing on a jerk bait I day two was all jerk bait. Turn Ryan's gonna log off, off now. Turn this off. <laughs> We're done. Thanks for coming on, Rolando. Y'all have a great night. Give away the Revos. God dang, man. Yeah, yeah. Day two was all jerk bait, man. <sighs> Boy. And, uh, yeah, I know. It, it was one of those things where uh you know you don't really necessarily need the live scope for it because what I would do is basically cast like if you you got all these limbs right that are sticking out, right? So you would, you, it, I would position myself on the side of the wind that's blowing. Like say if the wind's blowing to my left and I'm the trees right in front of me, I would cast as close as I could to those branches and it would land. Then I would float over and position myself so that that 
that jerk bait comes down right against the tree. Right. And so then I would just go like that. And then I would do the same thing going back the other side. I'd throw it and then I'd pedal back the other way, right? Against the wind and bring it along that side. And uh man, you'd be it was the bite was so good like that. It was insane that I couldn't get a bite on you know the jerk bait in practice or day one. And I, I almost thought about mm. leaving because I was downsizing my rods and I wasn't, I was trying to, you know, take maybe six max. Um, <laughs> I took one know. on Sunday. Yeah. But, and it was not a jerk bait. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, m- most people, uh, you know, there were several people on the field that talked about a jerk bait. So that's wild. You know, I wasn't the only one, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Dale in went, the comments said Dusty talked about he smoked him on a jerk bait too. Yeah, and, and once I found, once I went to the same trees, um, well, I went down the stretch that I had fished before, and it wasn't really happening that morning, but I was flipping on day two. And then I said, you know what, let me go over to the opposite side. That day before, it was getting slammed with boats. And uh, so I went over there, and I checked the fr- I checked the first tree that came you know, in sight right by the boat lane. And, uh, man, I smoked a 20 on it. And I was like, man, I was like, this could be a deal, but I don't know yet. And then I went to the next one and I was able to, I mean, it was honestly, I think it felt like every third tree I hit with that jerk bait, I freaking hit, I'd land a fish. And then I tested out to see if the bite had just gotten better. Right. So what I did is I, I went, I put it down and I grabbed my, my little creature bait and I, and I had my life scope down and I was pitching in there. And dude, I was not getting a single freaking bite on that damn thing. And then I, and then I put it back down and I throw the jerk bait in there. And I mind you, this is windy. So you're like in the hot mess of the wind, right? To, so the 360 played a big role in being able to position myself nice to, and if you have spot lock, you can do the same thing. Right. But I threw the jerk bait in there and I freaking immediately saw a fish shoot out of the root systems and grab that jerk bait. And I was like, holy moly, like it literally, like I just pitched around this whole tree with the damn creature bait. I throw the freaking jerk bait in there and this thing just flies out and grabs it. Mm. And I'm like, and, and it, and I think it was, it was that wind, right? And it's a, it's the wind and the cloudiness, the reaction bite was when it was not there the day before, which should have been windier, but I don't think the day was actually as windy as day two. I think it, no, day two is definitely more windy. Yeah. And it picked up way sooner in the day. So yeah, man, I, I never touched the jer- the the little you know um, flipping stick after that, and I just stick with the jerk bait, and I was just catching 17s and 18s, and then I caught two 20s that really helped me out for the day. I think it was two 20s, right? Yeah, a 20 yeah, and a half and yeah. a 20. And that just uh, seems so counterintuitive, Rolando. I know Ryan acted shocked, but. You think I wasn't, you know, I you wasn't mean, acting shocked? No, Jeff. yeah, I, was yeah shocked. I mean, you don't. This happened on the Elite Series already. Like they went down to Okeechobee, and you don't think jerkbait on Okeechobee, right? And the guy won in a canal with a jerkbait on Okeechobee. I don't think a lot of people, even though you said some people talk about jerkbaits on Caddo, it's not what you think when you think Caddo, right? So props no. to you for thinking out of the box, you know? Yeah, well, it's it's because being you know when people don't fish the jerkbait a lot, um, and here's the deal like when you actually get to see fish react to baits over time you you start realizing what baits freaking drive them insane you know what i'm saying like you see the reaction of like a crankbait where they're following it you know and you see like when they're flipping on things they'll nose down on things 
when you understand like how jerk baits work and the, when you run it across them, man, dude, their reaction is totally different. It's like they, they want to kill it. Well, you I know? think it's because it's much more erratic. It looks less yeah. like a, an artificial bait. Like you think about a spinner bait or a chatter bait. Yep. While it may be moving, it's moving in an exact straight line for the most part. You know, right? Yeah, and you know that's another thing. You know, it's uh, I use a floating worm a lot, and I, I had some success in practice using the floating worm, and I caught a few fish on day one actually using the floating worm. That that did stay in my stringer. But most of my fish on day one came off uh, just flipping trees, little quarter ounce creature bait. So, yeah, I mean, the traditional way was there, and you probably could catch them that way on day two. But you're you were going to lose time. For me, I was losing time flipping mm-hmm. because I was waiting too long. And honestly, like I was, I, there was times that I would pull up to a tree, and I and on day two when uh when I noticed when I could actually live scope them, I actually was able to see that you wouldn't see any fish, but if you, th- if you threw in there, you would see them come out. Yeah. So they were just tucked down in the, yeah, in they the were, root they system. Were t- yeah. You couldn't see them. So you were fishing the deeper trees on the boat lanes. I felt like in the afternoon, both days fish moved up into the tree line, the actual tree line of like the thickets. Uh, I don't know if they were moving up to spawn or what, but they, they weren't the size fish. Like in your stringer, they were, you know, 16s, 17s, 15s. Do you think the better fish were just holding on those deeper trees waiting to move up or were they already done and moving back out? Where do you think, what do you think was going well, on there? Well, I, I, the one, I think if you go back to one of those fish, I want to say the tail either was healed or slightly. And there was a couple of times that I caught some fish. I don't know if it was at 20 or not. Maybe it was one of those. I'll go throw them here. Yeah. And maybe I cold it out. I'm not sure, but I remember catching a fish that was cold. That the tail was like you could tell it already it was healing. So I was like, man, I feel like I'm in an area where fish are just not in. There's more fish that are in post spawn than there is, you know, pre spawn. And I feel like some of these fish are just kind of in ambush points, you know, and just hiding in there. I mean, most of the time they're in those trees. I mean, that's all they got pretty much out there, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Um, it's hard to say, but you know, that, 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 that fishery that day is, it, it was, it was a bit tough because, you know, you're, some people are catching fish shallow and you're getting a lot of bites, but honestly, I, I don't like days where I'm just getting a lot of bites. Cause I feel like I'm around a lot of little fish, you know what I mean? And so I, I usually try to go bigger fish just like to be deeper water. I mean, that's just been my experience. And so, you know, cattle's not very deep. So, you know, you go in for three I was going to say deeper yeah. water is really relative at cattle. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, but, you know, flipping a, a foot and a half to two feet, you know, I was catching buck. Like, I felt like I was catching a lot of little fish. But, it, you know, my experience, I feel like it that'll keep you entertained. But that, I don't ever feel like that's going to be a winning bag. Like, I got to find, step back a little bit. Like, I'll, I'll move 10 feet out further back and I'll find a tree line or tree section that that's a little bit further back and I'll t- test those out. And then if that doesn't work, then I'll go a little bit further back and try to try to find the, the, the right depth that the bigger girls are, are, are sitting at And not necessarily are you going to get more bites, but you only need five bites in a day. So I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go for numbers. 
Rolando's batting a hundred percent. He ain't letting any fish get off. You give him five bites in a day, it's over with. Amen. We, we got a bunch on, of You muted us again. Rolando don't want to laugh. He don't want to laugh out loud with us. <laughs> we got some uh, some questions for you and some comments here. Um, this is more of a comment, but it's also I'm going to phrase it phrase it as a question. Josh Count says, "Props for throwing jerk baits around trees. It can be very very frustrating to do." I assume he means that you're going to get hung up. I mean, it's a lot of treble hooks around a lot of wood. Do you have any trouble getting hung up or anything? Or are you able to guide um, it around those trees? So, um, I use. I specifically use a uh, Aldebaran. I don't Hang know if you guys second. can let's see that. Up on the, let's throw this up on the oh, big boy. screen. Yeah, so the Aldebaran, right? It's an expensive reel, and uh, it's an MGL. A light, it's a light spool. It's a shallow spool. And um, and I have my buddy here in town, he, J-Rod Custom Repairs. He he makes those rods. He, he uses uh, North Fork blanks. And uh, I, I tried a lot of jerk baits, and then uh, I noticed that I hate micro guides. I do not like them. But on the jo- on the jerk bait rod, it allows me to cast it like it's really accurate. So that's the that's really the only rod I like the the, the micro guides on there. And uh, that rod just is so accurate, man. And uh, if you're casting at the tree and there's a lot of trims uh, limbs at the bottom, yeah, you probably don't want to cast right at it. That's why I was casting to the side. And then I would float over real quick and just jerk bait right, right along the tree. Um, but if you're really good at it, yes. Like I have a lot of experience with the jerk bait. So, you know, I, my, I'm really comfortable with my setup. So there's times where I can put it right. If, if the tree limbs are high enough, I can actually squeeze it through, you know, but <clears throat> honestly that day it, it wasn't all really, really hard because a lot of the fish were just in that that area was actually had, was holding pretty good fish when I found it on uh, like around 11 or 12 on day two. And it was just like every third or fourth tree I'd hit. I mean, there was a, tr- there was a fish on it. And, uh, you know, what's funny is that I remember looking on live scope and I saw a big old blob and I was like, dude, that could be a freaking 10 pounder, you know? And I threw in there and, and when, when I turned the, when I went around the tree, I could actually see like a little cloud. And I was like, man, I wonder if it's protecting fry. Like, it looked like there was a little cloud of fish around it and it would never, it would not bite my jerk bait, man. It would follow it and it would, it would nose up to it and I could never get it to commit. Mm. And then I left for like an hour and I came back. It was still there and, uh, never got it to bite, but you know, things like that. That's what, if you learn how to use life scope, man, you pick up on like a lot of little things, you know, did you try to harpoon it or anything at all? (laughs) I almost thought about, you know, (laughs) see, see, yeah, it's not that deep, right? Like you could probably freaking scoop it up with the net if you go fast enough. (laughs) Oh boy. Ryan could accidentally scooped it up as he was steering his kayak. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) Boy. Now, and I'll give you a little tip, man. Whenever you're jerk baiting those trees, you know, you're not trying to cast a mod, you know, because jerk baits take a little bit to, to dive down. Right. So, you know, one of the things you want to do is, is I was using a plus one. It dives down like really deep, like quick, instantly. Mm-hmm. So you want to cast, like you don't want to cast far out because you're trying to hit trees in a good amount of time. You cast out, you do a couple of twitches and you want that jerk bait to be in the strike zone right away. So you're, are you, you're casting like four or five feet past the tree? Yeah, max. It? Yep. Yeah. And, and if you're using a shallow jerk bait, it takes you time to get it 
down there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of juice, I guess you could say. Yeah, that is juice. Uh, Larry Hill asked, how deep are these trees? Are you saying like six, eight feet deep? Is that what you're saying? No, not eight feet. No way. Uh, most of them were uh, so uh, like four and a half to six. I was going to say, did y'all see much water over six feet? Because I pedaled my ass off and didn't see a whole lot over no, over six feet. Period. A lot. I think about at least 75 to 80% of it was probably four and a half feet. Yeah. And then occasionally you'd run into six foot. And, uh, but that, you know, doing a, jer- a deeper diving jerk bait, you could just, you know, you could underhand it really quick, do a couple of jerks, and it's in the strike zone. There was one gentleman I saw fishing when I was on, on day two, I pulled up to, to, it was one, it was on a, on a wood line. There was one tree sitting out from it. And I threw in and caught like a 17 and a half through back in. And I saw a fish come up with it through back in, caught a 17 and three quarter. I look over my shoulder and Steve Fields was on this guy later in the day. And Steve, maybe you can tell us who this was. This guy's power pulled down on this spot. And he was there that morning at like seven 30 on this one particular spot, making the same cast over and over. I came all the way back around at like 2.40. He's still power pulled down in the same okay. spot, making think- the same cast. I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm stubborn, <laughs> but Jesus, man. Like, he hadn't moved an inch, and Steve was there on him. So, obviously, you so, know, he was doing something. Pull, pull up pull up that leaderboard. I think if you go back, I think it was Vu or something like that. It was a was. blue uh, 360. Yeah, that it was a guy in third place. <sighs> Jeez, man. Oklahoma yeah, Hammer. Boy, yeah, he, he was locked race. in, my boy. And I watched him land two or three. He was standing up, facing out the back of the kayak the whole time because the wind was blowing the opposite direction. And he was, you know, fighting, leaning over, had the rod tipped down. I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. fanboying out there. He was locked in on him. He was telling his story on on, on the stage, and uh, he said that he was power pulled down and just letting fish come to him. <laughs> he, he didn't freaking budge. And I, I was like, I don't know, I was probably 200 yards away from him. I was like, what's he sitting on? Like, what kind of crack is in the water there that these fish just keep coming up to smell his bait? Like, oh, I bet that dude's still over here. Let's see. Yep. Yeah. You know, in practice, I had found a, an area that, that looked like the grass was coming back, and uh, I was cranking it with a um, – what do you call it? The Strike King uh, hybrid or yeah, hybrid, hybrid hunter. hunter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was sitting, I don't know, it was like six feet deep, but the grass was coming up to that four foot range. And in practice, I went out there and I was like, well, let me see if there's any fish out here. And I started cranking it with the hybrid and I caught a 20 in practice. Ooh. And then I, I freaking, I was like, oh man, maybe this is a deal. And I threw it back out there and I think I caught a 15. And I was like, hmm, man, this could, I was like, man, I'd be shocked if I could actually you know, if these fish are out here and win it off of this spot, but man, and, and I, I checked it out during the pre- uh, tournament and hey, there was nothing. I could never get anything going out there. So did uh, you, did you fish the same area both days, just different approaches on it? So I did fish the same area both days, but I, I fished, um, one side of the boat lane on one day one. And then I, I rep- I came day two and I went through that. And I didn't have luck. So I went to the opposite side of the boat lane and I went over to to the opposite side. Didn't get to the land or the island that was over there, but I got I started testing out those trees that were really close to the boat lane with the jerk bait. And that's when I discovered the jerk bait. Like during practice. I, I mean during day two trying to figure things out, I discovered it because you know, I didn't I didn't have anything with the jerk bait all the entire event in practice. I, I, I even put it, I always carry it because I know the, that 
jerk bait is very you know how to use it it's pretty powerful man it, it draws fish and uh, i always carry it and and i had put it down on the bottom where like i wasn't even carrying it behind me to to have quick access to it so i, I didn't even plan to use a day th a day two um but when when i wasn't getting like the bites as consistently i was like man let me go back to good old faithful and just just test it and figure it out man and i'm glad i did because honestly I was able, I was throwing 18s back, man. You know what I mean? I was like, geez, these things are freaking. Yeah, me too, brother. I didn't even put them on the board. Hell, I only had four fish, and I was throwing those sons of bitches back. I was like, I didn't want you in my boat. If you ain't 20, I ain't talking to you, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at your stringer on day two, man. I mean, five plus seven, seven coals. So you literally were just throwing fish back. And you said a plus one, so you're you're a mega bass. You're a mega bass guy. Yeah, your preferred jerk bait of choice. It is my preferred jerk bait. I mean, there's there's a there's some pretty good ones out there. Um, you know, you got Jackal, and then you got the mm -hmm. the Stunner. You know, they they all they have their purpose. But man, I just you know, I, it just using them all. I really like the Mega Bass. It yeah, sucks yeah. because they're so expensive. You know, <laughs> but yeah, you'll be all right. You got some money. To do buy we them. not have you a Mega Bass sponsorship yet? As I mean, you keep winning with them. Can we not? Let's I know, line right? That up. You you would uh, you would think, man. But Jamie Coza, tell the freaking Mega Bass rep to call Rolando. Let's let's go ahead and make this happen. <laughs> let's get a hold of Randy Blockett and see if he can make something happen. Yes. Oh, wait a minute, oh, your live scope, your live scope. <laughs> yeah, he won't even he won't even throw him a bone on that one at all. I guarantee it. Uh, yeah, no, Scott. Uh, I don't want to pronounce his last name, but Scott asked. Oh, Scott. You already said you already said you tried that hybrid hunter. Did you try a spinner bait? He's really asking how many moving baits did you try besides the jerk? Um, well, after the flipping bite was not there, I had a spinner bait tied on and I tried the spinner bait. Um, and I, I think I got a bump on it on day two. I didn't try the spinner bait on day one, but I had it tied on for day two because I usually when the when it's those type Windy, of conditions, yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I tried the chatter bait for a little bit and uh, nothing. Um, we I had downsized. a homie catch him on a spinner bait, and then I, a guy that that cashed a cashed another good check, um, busted him on a chatterbait, and it was yeah. very disheartening when he called and told me that because <laughs> nope. I had left. I didn't even bring the chatterbait. I was so mad. I was like, I'm just gonna drag a stupid cinco all day today. Yeah, those those, those day two conditions. Um, I'm sure if you stuck with the spinner bait, if I would have stuck with the spinner bait long enough, I'm sure I would have triggered some bites, you know, but. Uh, Man, I, I was trying to figure out a quicker bite. Like, I yeah. I think I was only giving my baits, like, a, maybe a 20, 25-minute, like, run. You know what I'm saying? I would, I was going, I was going. I was like, man, I'm not really getting anything. Then I switched to the, you know, I threw a little bit at the chatterbait. And I and that's the powerful freaking deal with the jerkbait is that it. I literally picked it up. And I, I think I made cast of three trees. It wasn't even... 10 minutes you know and i got my i got my bite on it and i was like okay that's good and and then after that it was just it was really like really good i mean i was just i'd pull up to trees and i almost like i could anticipate the bite i was like man this tree looks like it's got a fish on it it's gonna sure enough you know they freaking whack it there's a couple of trees where i didn't even like i wasn't even bothering to look at it with live scope i was you know i'd look at one i'm like trying to see if there's anything there at jerk and then i'd turn over to the left and you know, my life scope's on the right, so I throw to the left, and and then I hook one there, and it was just like, damn, <laughs> it's like it's pretty good. You know, this wow. thing's working, and and that that was the same time frame that I was flipping, that I that I put it down to test to see if it was just a good area, you know, and I threw the the, the little creature bait, 
a few times. And then I was like, okay, put it down, run through the same trees. And I threw the jerk bait and I caught a fish and I was like, dude, it's a reaction bite. <laughs> do you 100%. do guide trips? Cause there's some boys in the comments just looking for every <laughs> bit of the juice. Yeah. What I, ramp I, were you at? What was the weather? What color socks did you have on? Like there. <laughs> he already told you guys the ramp. Tell all the intense, secrets. Really. Tell all the secrets right now, Rolando. Oh, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. You figured that out. It's it's even more awesome that you put together such a bag on Money Day. That's that's when it counts. Yeah. No. no I'm I'm you know fortunate and really happy about that for sure. Um, but you know these these freaking tournaments are hard to win, man. There's so many people that are you know really good. And I remember just... a time when I used to could do it. <laughs> Hey, did you think you won, Rolando? The day. I mean, did you think you, you got it by the end of the day? Man, so so I'll tell you what I did was uh, I never look at the leaderboard, never. And so, like, I just, in my day and whatever falls, you know, I fish as hard as I can. So day one, you know, sixth place, obviously. And so I started my day two, and my I already knew. I was like, man, I'm probably, like, falling off the, the, the chart here pretty bad on two hours into the day. And uh, so I was like, yeah, just going to keep fishing, doing my thing. When I landed that 20, right, and then I landed, I think, a 19 after that, I think I had cold. I was like, oh, man, I got, I said, I said, I, I got two good fish. And then I had a, I think I still had a 13 and like a 16 in the mix. And, uh, and I was like, man, I need to call these fish out. And I think that's when I landed at 20 and I, and I called one of them out. And so I was like, man, I do not want to look at the leaderboard because I don't want to get my heart broken. You know, <laughs> I was like, and I never look at it for that, for those reasons. But I was like, you know what? I just want to know if this time around, if I actually, actually have a chance. And I was back in sixth place and I was like, okay, I'm in sixth place. I think leader, it was like 150 or something. And I was like, I don't know what time the leaderboard's cutting off, but I saw first place and second place had 188 inches. And I was like, I started doing the math and I was like, okay, I'm like, just got to call these two fish that I have. And I was like, and at the rate that I'm catching these fish at, there's a good chance that I can get, you know, two more, two, two more good 18s and, uh, or not 20 inch fish. I, I needed a 20 inch fish at that time. And, uh, man, when I landed that 20 inch fish, <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I never sandbagged, dude, but I did this time. <laughs> I never sandbagged till right now. But I but I did not because I was in six and I didn't want them to know how close I was. I didn't want them fishing harder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that's and smart though. So I kept my I kept my I kept the two twenties in my uh virtual live well. <laughs> ah, so, gamesmanship. So, I like it. Gamesmanship. So, the hammer so on them. Leaderboard turned off and I was like, okay, now I can submit. <laughs> boy but, but you know, see the it, tricky it thing about caddo is there's not cell phone service on a lot of the lake like a lot of the bigger limits on day one even they weren't they got, even uploaded until late in the day so it's like you know right. going into that hell i mean it's not I, I wouldn't put it out of reach for somebody to be sitting on a 104 105 inch bag oh, in caddo. like there's so many big fish there that's got to be still a nerve-wracking feeling even though you're like okay i got these 220s but somebody could easily, you know, oh, no, put up absolutely. a hundred inch plus limit. And and honestly, I mean, I was fishing like hard to the end, man. I was pedaling to every tree 
like like it was first thing in the morning, you know, because I knew that I still I didn't know at the time that I had gotten it. But I I what I did know is that when the leaderboard went down at two o'clock, I had a three inch lead on them. Mm-hmm. But they they didn't people didn't know that. Right. <laughs> I knew that. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to I'm just going to hold off. And uh, I was like, I'm going to keep fishing. But I was like, if I can get another 20, I was like, man, I could start, you know, that'll put me at the 100 inch day, you know. Yeah. So but I I, I kept catching like 17 and 18s after that. And uh, I was like, man, it's too close, dude. I was like, I, I, I was not I knew that I could potentially get in the top five potentially but i still thought it was you know i didn't know what the the uh leaders from the day before how they were doing right? Yeah, right so i was like you know what i have a good day but that doesn't mean that i could win it you know but uh, honestly I, really, I thought ewing was sandbagging all day you know like from hit from the bag he had on day one i don't think it's not often that we see ewing stroke yeah. him on day one and not stroke him again on day two so i was like right. the kid is sandbagging like he's about to break somebody's heart with like a yeah. 100, 108 inch stringer right here i was like oh god i know <laughs> man i that, i was worried about that you know he's obviously a freaking awesome angler and so he uh yeah i knew i was like I, i'm pretty sure people were sandbagging and not putting in uh their limit but i was like man you know what 97 inches is pretty strong for the today and the way the conditions were. And honestly, the fact that my flipping wasn't like on fire, I was like, anybody that's using Senkos and like pitching, I was like, I don't think the bite is there like it was yesterday. Yeah. So I, I felt good about that. I, I prefer tournaments when it's like tough. When when it's like crazy bite, you know, it's it's anybody's game. Yeah, but you, you know, I, I like tournaments that are tough because I always have a lot of rods with me to try out, and I always can adjust to the can, you know, or try to adjust to the conditions. I don't always adjust to the conditions, but you know, you, you try to figure things out, and and that's why I always tell people, I was like, you know, go practice, even though you feel like you did good in, in practice, go try something completely off the wall, right? Just to cap, just to have something off that you can fall back on, you know. I thought I started off the wall. I was on a freaking weightless speed worm by swimming it around the trees, getting wrecked in practice. And then oh, <laughs> that man. died about an hour and a half. But that's why I did it. Cause I was like, ain't no, you know, everybody's dragging a Cinco on the bottom, whatever. I was like, you just run this around the top. I was getting top water bites. Like they were coming up smoking. I was like, this is insane. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Un- I told it, Jeff, I was like, I've unlocked something here, and then it just fell apart on day one. I, I wonder how good the. To- I, I tried top water, and I I really didn't feel like I was. I, it was I like subsurface. It. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't right on top. It was subsurface. I'd let it yeah. sink a little and bring it back in. But I was like, this is something great. And and the only thing that that really uh, fell apart more than that bite was my rudder. So that's right. Oh, I know. I saw your, I saw your, your, your reels or, or your stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, baby. We got some content out of it. I might not have got any damn fish, but I got some content out of it. Yeah. Dude. The, uh, I, I believe Adam riser said he was catching him on a buzz bait and he cast the checks. So I don't know how many other people got on any kind of top water deal, but yeah, um, no, I thinking it was going to be good, but, uh, it, it wasn't good for me. Yeah. There were some guys got, frog fishing too, but I think that was yeah. more, uh, you know, related to all that freaking vegetation that wasn't there four years ago. I was very shocked by uh, whatever I, you know, the bloom, the Sylvania or whatever bloom in there. Like it was, uh, it was all tough, over the dude. place I fished. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh-huh. 
No, go, go ahead, Rhonda. I'm going to ra- hit you with some rapid-fire questions, but you go ahead and a- you go with your comment. No, I was just wondering if y'all fished the main lake or y'all, y'all stuck to backwaters. Uh, I was, like, on the mouth, like the edge of the main lake, a mouth of a big cove, like out from Johnson's Marina there. There's a, yeah. a point area that was really good, and then out around Sand Island. But when I went out there without my rudder, I because I caught my better fish out there in that area off those trees – but like when I would lift my net out of the water to net a fish, I would blow into the damn trees while I was trying to get the fish unhooked. And then I'd have Spanish moss wrapped around my rods. I, I got pissed off and oh. just went back to the bank. I was like, screw this. This sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Uh, okay, these are just some – you don't have to answer these if you want to keep some of the juice a secret. But these, these are some rapid-fire questions. Larry Hill asked, do you change the hooks out on your Mega Bass Visions or keep them stock? I change them. Changing. We talked about. I think we talked about this on uh, on the Toledo episode yeah. too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Levi Schneider, Arkansas fella, asked, "What color Vision 110 were you throwing?" Ooh. Oh, I was throwing. Uh, you can plead the fist. Table rock shed. No, no, I was throwing. <laughs> I, I was throwing a color called Spawn Cherry. Always giving up the juice. Uh, then KBN's uh, legal counsel, Matt Zapala, <laughs> restrained straight floral. Oh yeah, I I don't like braid. The only time I use braid is like if I'm punching like heavy vegetation, but I always use floral. And I was using a uh, 12 pound. I don't, you know, the the stronger than people think, man. That 12 pound is pretty actually strong. And I was pulling on those fish pretty hard. I haven't <clears> caught <throat> many fish over 12 pounds, so I feel really confident in that. <laughs> <laughs> and this one from YouTube is more of a comment, and it, and you've spoken about this a bunch tonight. Ben Holiday on YouTube said, "Live scope shows you more about what fish reject than what they want." Would you say that's true, Yolanda? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, uh, because you'll see what they're, what they'll nose down on, and then they'll just go away from it. You know what I mean? And and that allows you to make an adjustment, right? So I, I agree with that. Yeah, uh, that was the last question there. Uh, Billy said, "You just admitted to sandbagging, not believing the rest." JK. <laughs> he's, he's fine. No, no, yeah, no. That's you know when you know I I never look at the leaderboard, so I don't really have a a reason to sandbag. I just submit fish. But uh, you know that day, I, I kind of felt it. I was like, man, these guys are going at it pretty good, and they're 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 fishing hard because they know they're up, they're they're right next to each other, you know. So uh, I think it was a uh, Brandon and. Uh, who was the other guy? Um, uh, two was up there. Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good stuff, man. I would. I think it's fair to say, Ryan, that Rolando is always. I mean, he's been on here a couple times now. One of our best interviews. Maybe one of the most, if not the most, intelligent, intuitive anglers out there. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. this guy. I definitely. I definitely think he is the best teacher of things that we've that we've had on. And I mean, a lot of guys like. You know, Greg De Palma was great about telling us his logic and things, but it's the way Rolando explains it and really goes into every detail of what he's done. I don't know why you do it, Rolando. Don't, but (laughs) I mean, you teach people like everything they need to know to go out and still not be as good as you. So that's great. So we're going to have him back on next week and charge admission. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Nah, I appreciate the kind words, man. But yeah, no, I mean, fishing, it's, it's one of those deals where like you, you can do one thing and one day and then the next day it just, it doesn't work. You know what I mean? So it's all about paying attention to your environment and, uh, and just having a lot of techniques under your belt. If there's an early spring tournament in Texas next year on the BOS schedule, 
I'm going to bet 500 bucks right now Rolando wins it. Any any takers? Any takers in the comments? Maybe we'll start that that Calcutta. You can bet on him. Yes, we Turn need to. We yeah, need yeah. to. I think uh, I think you've you've proven your point here. Nah, what's your next uh, What's your next BOS series stop? What do you got on the schedule? Well, for this I'm year? I'm I'm signed up for Rayburn, and then uh, I need one more to actually chase. You know, to well, I mean, I already qualified for TOC, right? So. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you have AOY aspirations, or are you pretty much just going to skate on into the TOC? You know, I, I do. I think if I could have three more good finishes, uh, might, might be good, you know. But uh, Seminole, uh, Lake Seminole is one that I, I that I would like to go check out. And then I'm already signed up for Rayburn. So There you go. That's I like awesome. it. That yep. is awesome. So we're going to do the Revo giveaway tonight. You want to stick around for this? Right? It won't take but a minute, Rolando. See who yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. All right. So it – in honor of Rolando, the word of the night is going to be jerkbait. Jerkbait. <laughs> the old jerk boy. Jerk how, we, how we started with jerkbaits and where we are with jerkbaits now is really a, a tale of the ages. <laughs> yeah. So hashtag jerkbait in the comments to win. Uh, jerkbaits, biscuits, and gravy is the, still the greatest thread to ever happen on KBN. And now jerkbaits are winning $10,000 at a time on KBN. So jerkbaits are life. Jerkbaits are everything. So there you go. Hashtag jerkbait. We'll give you a little bit of time to put those in there. We've got over 100 people watching. It's it's a 50-50 split tonight between Facebook and YouTube. So there should be 100 entries for this if you want to win. Get to jerking, Revos. folks. Let's go. Come get on. To jerking. Get, get to jerking. <laughs> get to jerking. Jerk, jerk, pause. Jerk, jerk, jerk pause. pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. What a fun show, man. Rolando always just, you know, I can't overstate this, a wealth of knowledge and willing to share that much. That, that information with everybody is just unbelievable. A lot of people you should, you about should it. do yeah, you should do like on the water classes for this stuff and just teach folks. <laughs> now yeah, I mean it's just time you know, work and stuff like that. It's makes it makes it Th- tough. This but... can be your work. We're trying to open yeah. a whole new door for you, Rolando. <laughs> you got this. Hey and Johnny, I'm just messing with you. You can you can enter the contest, man. He's in the comments like sitting on the sidelines. He has 17 sunglasses at home. I know. He might, he might be able to <laughs> sell a pair for entry fees or something. Yeah, that's right. That's the truth. You know, I haven't <laughs> I haven't used those uh, sunglasses. Uh, you, you guys. Um, Johnny, can you they're... send Rolando a pair of your sunglasses? <laughs> no, Johnny's man, you won know, this like three or four times, dude. Seriously. Type man, in jerkbait, I... Rolando. We're about to enter you right now. <laughs> yeah, I actually been. I've lost like two, three pairs of uh, uh, Costas, and I'm like, man, I'm tired of paying, spending that money on those things. And I lost I keep... a bunch in the garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> these suckers you, are man. heavy, man. They're heavy. I, I do. I, I always wore Costa forever, but I like the glass lenses because those polycarbonate lenses scratch so easily. But they, they were very heavy, so I, I we yeah. had to explore other options. Those Hobie ones they gave us were pretty good, but again, plastic lenses. Yeah, like plastic. Yeah. You know, that's I, I I like plastic lenses, but for my glasses, mine are in the floor of my truck right now. They're in the hatch of my Hobie. Like there's yeah. always and those, uh, they're always those, getting stuck somewhere, man. They're polarized, right? Those Revos. Oh mm-hmm. man. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm I'm and the glass lens Revos are as light as polycarbonate other glasses. Oh, nice. Facts. That's a big yeah. plus. It's yeah, crazy. Man. I mean, it really is shocking. I'm, uh, if they would spend a little more money on marketing to just fishing, I think they would find Dude, you, uh, yeah, a lot the more little, success, honestly. The little shop that I shop here at uh, Outdoor Alphas, then, they have them there. And I just... Oh, really? Yeah. They actually have... A, I think they have a little line there of Revos. So I'm going to check them out. 
Yeah, we need to talk to Cliff. Maybe we can get uh, Rhonda some Revos. What do you D- think? Yeah, yeah, I'll uh, just send just me stand, an email. Send me by. an email <laughs> after the show, Rolando. You yeah. deserve some Revos. Yeah. Sounds All right, good guys. We're gonna do the giveaway. We're gonna we're gonna give somebody some glasses like dun, Rolando dun, was dun. jerking up giants off the root systems. Which are great. Here we go. <laughs> jerking. Did you say jerking? Jerking up giants. Jerking up giants. Jer- jerking off okay. giants. I mean jerking up giants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. right, Matthew Zapala, please go ahead and open your email as well, sir. <laughs> Here we go. Drawing for the winner. Drum roll, oh, please. God. Justin Malott wins this. It's not rigged. Put his name in. <laughs> you did set this up, didn't you? Yeah, congrats, fishing. I'm sorry, you had to have a real name to win. Sorry, buddy. No. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of grass? Yeah, on YouTube, (laughs) my man, you win the Revos. Send us uh, an email at packbassnation at gmail.com, and I will get you the code for the glasses. Uh, There you go. All right. There you go. Yeah, congrats. We've done all the things. You've got all your knowledge. You've got your sunglasses. What else do you want from us, people? That's right. We're here for this. This is it. Rolando, thank you, man. Impressive win. Congratulations once again. You are. I'm not shocked at all that you want it. I am mildly shocked that you want it on a damn jerk bait again. But (laughs) hey, you know, winners win. Good job. Nah, I appreciate it, guys. Yep. Looking forward to seeing you down the road, Rolando. Hopefully, uh, we get to catch up at another event. You know, I'll probably try to come to Rayburn. I think I think Billy Bowden's got his heart set on it at this point. So. Yeah, I got to make a decision. I got to make a decision tomorrow to go to the Bassmasters. Come on, oh, dude. dude come, on come, come to the Bassmasters. Me and Jeff are going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, come, come on. on. So I got to figure time. that out. I got to sign up by tomorrow. My t- don't tomorrow bring my a jerk deadline. bait, but come on. LifeScope works on shit. Come on, buddy. You can do it. <laughs> Shut up. No, it don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Rolando, thank you, sir. We're going to let you slide out of here. I appreciate right. it, guys. Wow. What a, what an interview, man. Rolando, sharp as a He's so good every time. Like, he is excellent. Yeah, so good. Such a good um, interview. Yeah, we're we're gonna slide out of here too, y'all. But like they just said, Ryan just said it. Rolando's thinking about it. We're gonna be at Bassmaster all week. Yep, literally right there all week. Uh, we'll be at the Classic Expo at least a day or two. I know I will. I'm sure you'll be up there too, Ryan. Huh? They somehow we got KBN media passes. So if y'all need any sort of photography done or whatever, I don't know whatever media does. Uh, we'd be happy to uh, try to provide that for you. Yeah, they were willing to give us media marshal passes to ride along with the dudes in the classic. <laughs> which, take is, pictures. which is really suspect. <laughs> yeah, suspect. But the it was practice ride-alongs, and we'll actually be fishing, uh, so we couldn't do it. But So I'm going to do that instead of fish. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun week. I try, I was trying to rally some of our fellow podcasters like uh, Armando and some of the other ones to try to have a little podcaster meetup somewhere in, in uh, Knoxville Thursday or Friday night or something. But uh, Luke Duncan's having a little shindig up there. We really? we should tie it in with that since he's he's one of the family. Yeah, maybe he can get, get some folks in. That'd be fun. Yep. But, yeah, Bassmaster Week. We'll be there. It's going to be fun. Anything else, Ryan? Let everybody get out of here. That's it, man. I'm ready to bed down myself. You the man. All right. We're going, y'all. See y'all.